This podcast is being brought to you by the Birmingham Legion FC, Hammer Down. Is there anything in particular you don't want me to ask you? That's fair. All right, good, good. That's good to know. John Franklin J. Heaps was born August 2nd, 1976, and is an American former soccer player who currently serves as president and general manager of Birmingham Legion FC. He is a former head coach for the New England Revolution in Major League Soccer. After a successful college career at Duke University, Heaps spent his entire professional playing career in Major League Soccer, initially with Miami Fusion and then with New England Revolution, for whom he made over 250 appearances in all competitions. Toward the end of his career, Heaps also played with the United States Men's National Soccer Team, earning four caps at the 2009 CONCACAF Gold Cup. CONCACAF. He was coach of the New England Revolution from 2011 to 2017. He was also part of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup winning 2007 roster and was part of the 2008 North American Super Liga winning roster. He was on the Miami Fusion team from, from 1999 to 2001. He then played for the New England Revolution from 2001 to 2009. He won Defender of the Year in 2009 for the New England Revolution. Jay Heaps, tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, because I'm in the sports business world now, right? My joke is very quick. It's how do we keep a basketball arena cool? I don't know how. Fill it with fans. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best state to shop for a soccer uniform? Best state. Um, Birmingham now. I'm Alabama, excuse me, because we got our, our uniform is just actually was just on. Uh, there, there's a there's a broadcast on ESPN where one of the commentators was wearing our New Jersey. Oh yeah, sweet! Yeah, we've got a, a nice kit. We've gotten voted each year as one of the top kits in, in USL, so it's exciting. Well, as far as this joke is concerned, New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. All right, I got one more for you. Did you hear about the soccer player? who lived past 100, he's still alive and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Man, um, I'm going to jump right into this one question, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody, first of all, I got to tell everybody, this is our first time meeting face-to-face. -face, That's right. You know, everybody that I've talked to about you says, you hit Birmingham hard, <laughs> fell in love with it, and just, you know, you are Birmingham. So check this out. 
what makes you so Birmingham? Uh, that's a great question. I, I will say it's a love affair. I mean, honestly, I, when I moved here, um, there was, for me, I, I, I was first introduced to so many great people. Um, and, and, and Birmingham, you know, I've had a great friends uh, that went to college uh, with me or I went to college with them are from Birmingham. And they oh, always okay. talked about it. Was a good friend of mine, Neymar Amamu, who I played soccer with at Duke. And he would talk about Birmingham, you know, just, just all the time. And, and it felt like I, I felt like I, had, I knew about the city. Um, but when I came here, it was a very unique opportunity to come here to try to start something new. And so I really felt like if we're going to start and launch a soccer team here in, in a, you know, in the football, you know, capital of the yeah. world, essentially, how do we, how do we go about doing this? Well, it started with a great ownership team that we have that are all, you know, uh, families from Birmingham that have been here, you know, whether okay. they moved in here or lived here for, for most of their lives. And they, they really just said, look, we, we want to do this with the, you know, with the fabric and the essence of the city. So we just got to, like you said, hit the ground running, f- hit the ground hard and, and be a part of this community. And that's one of our ethos is that, you know, passion, pride, community. That's the three things we talk about in our, in our, what our club stands for. So community was number one. And so I, you know, my first thing was going around and sitting down with as many influential people from Birmingham, sitting down with different, um, you know, community leaders to really figure out how we could put a soccer team, you know, in a city that's never really had it. And yeah. so that was, that was kind of how it started. But I think the most important thing was uh, having a wife and, and kids that came down here and they fell in love with it as well. I mean, yeah. they really have. I, I was, you know, I, I went to school at Duke and then I lived in Miami, but so I'd been outside of Massachusetts. My wife was born in Massachusetts, went to college in Massachusetts. So her first move out of the state was to Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. And uh, she has been a great supporter of it. And she, I'll tell you right now, she's the she's in, more in love with it than I am just because she's found a home and she really loves it because the kids are, are thriving and, and really enjoying their time here. That's awesome. Well, my answer for what makes you so Birmingham is you president and general manager <laughs> of the Legion. I mean, good grief. How Birmingham does it get? Now, you brought up your wife. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard a good love story in a minute. We want to no. hear how y'all met. Come on, give uh, us the goods. <laughs> All right. Well, Tell us this love affair. Okay. Well, um, interestingly enough, we... Our families knew each other, but we did not know each other. We li- Our towns are close where we grew up, but we okay. didn't know each other. So I played professional soccer in Miami, and then I was traded to the team in Boston. Okay. And when I went back there, my buddy was t- telling me about some you know friends from where we grew up and that maybe you know we should get together and, and meet. So I-, I saw her at a bar, and I said, oh, man. That-. And my buddy's like, that's Danielle Damore. That's who you got to you know talk to. And I'm like, I-, I know her name, but I don't- I've never really met her. So... I tried to get her number there, and it was just not – she was on to the next thing. And, and I'm and a new professional soccer player in Boston thinking I've got some game. And yeah. she was on – she's like, oh, I think I know your sister. And then she moved on. <laughs> not a good intro. Right. <laughs> so so a couple weeks later, we had a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just was like, I'm going to make sure I get her number. Right? I don't care. I'm going all in on this one. And so and so she had been dating someone, I guess, in New York. and, and But my, my buddy was like, no, I've – Checked it out. She completely <laughs> is single. Like she broke up with him a week ago. So I'm like, all right, I'm going in. So I'm like, hey, listen, around Christmas, we're going to be home in our hometowns. Why don't I take you out to dinner? It'd be great. She looked at me and she's like, well, I'm not sure if my boyfriend would appreciate that. <laughs> and I, I, was, I had the green light. So yeah, I was mad at my buddy. I was mad at her. I didn't know who was lying to me, like, put me right. up on this one. But, but fast forward two weeks later, she was just kind of, that was her initial reaction to like right. trying to keep up. And so next thing I know, 
she, I met her out uh, for, I did get her number, I ended up calling her and we ended up having dinner. And then from that point on, we've been together ever since. We just, and, and both of us had kind of been in long-term relationships before that with other people. The minute we met after that first date, it was, you know, next 17 months later, we were married. You know, oh, two years wow. later, we had kids and we've been together almost, you know, almost 19 years now. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to get that one to hand. That was a good one. That was a good one. So while the real life <laughs> was going on with your wife and growing a family, tell us your story, man. Like, I know you played soccer, but what gave you the passion to coach? Hmm. What made you want to transition from coaching to actually running a team like you know what's your story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so soccer my two passions when i was growing up were were soccer and basketball okay and so um so i was just loved both sports I, I you know i was a decent student and i could hold my own in the classroom so i always worked hard on that um mm -hmm. but when it came time time to choose a school i was really considering going to harvard to play basketball and soccer mm -hmm. or to go to Duke, and you know, ultimately, I wasn't a good enough basketball player to be recruited there. Mm -hmm. So, in the end, I thought through it. You know, work. You know, kind of figured. You know, I want to kind of just focus on soccer. I think it could be a, a great pathway for you know good education, but then you know other opportunities that may arise. Right. So I went to Duke. Um, had an unbelievable freshman year. It was my first year. We got down there. We were actually you know one of the best teams in the country for soccer. We lose in the national championship for soccer. So oh, wow. like like the, one of those amazing runs, and we lose the last game and. I hadn't realized, you know, here I am at Duke, not going to be playing basketball coming up, and I couldn't process the transition from soccer without basketball. It was, it was nuts because whenever oh, I went, in, yeah. when I was in high school, we'd have soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter. It was right. bad, you know. You win the championship in soccer, you go into basketball. You lose the championship, you go into basketball. It was just that was so how now I you just lost and nothing to go into. Nothing to go into. So, yeah. so that whole win, it was actually during exams. I remember I was, I just started hitting the gym basketball gyms just I just would go and play in any pickup game anything that would kind of you know kind of come out of um any opportunities because I was trying to get sure. there well sure enough I find myself in a pickup game that it's the best pickup game on campus it's the um it's the the men's like five men scrimmage against the women's basketball team like the current women's team so the Duke women's basketball team was practicing in Cameron I had the opportunity to play in that unbeknownst to me Coach K and Quinn Snyder, who Coach K is a coach and Quinn Snyder an assistant, were looking at those five guys for a potential player to join the men's basketball team. So I practiced as hard as I could, no idea they were there. The, the, the crazier part of the story is that there was actually a senior on the women's basketball team whose number I was trying to get at the time. <laughs> you always try to get I was trying to get numbers. That was, it was it. It's a, it's, a, it's a theme. So I did the sprints after practice. You know, like the four other guys, the basketball practice ends, the four guys at scrimmage, they go there. I'm like, all right, I'm, in, I'm in soccer, but I'm in good shape, so I'll just run and try to maybe, you know, flirt with her as I ran. <laughs> yeah. That's what set me over that. So I finished that, and then the next thing I know, Coach K and Quinn Snyder are around the corner, and the, the women's basketball coach goes, hey, there's two guys who want to talk to you. So I go around the corner, and it's Coach K, and he goes, hey, he's like, we're practicing. Quitted. We have a practice in about three hours. Do you want to come practice with the men's team? I said, I'm all in. Right. Yes, absolutely. I'll be here. I didn't really think through it because you know here I am a full scholarship soccer player. Right. We just w almost won the national championship, and I'm running around. You know, could have gotten hurt. Didn't think right. about it. So I go to the basketball practice, and just I just had one of those days where I I, I got the ball to the right people. I, I'm a point guard, so I knew 
They weren't looking for me to shoot a lot. They wanted me to get the ball to the yeah. players that could score. You knew what your assignment uh, that's was. That's right. That's right. So I went in there, and, and um, Coach K, you know, brought me into his office and said, man, he's like, you know, I really would love to put you on the basketball team. He's like, but we got to deal with this. He's like, I didn't realize you were here on a soccer scholarship. Yeah. So long story short, he 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 convinced, I, you know, so we're sitting there, and my soccer coach gets a call from Coach K. Says, <laughs> hey, you know, we're in an off season. He's like, hey. Coach, Coach K would, you know, or Coach, says, hey, we'd like Jay Heaps to be on the basketball team. My soccer coach is like, no way. He's like, you know, he's on scholarship <laughs> for us. Absolutely not. So Coach K finesses it and was like, listen, if once, you know, we'll get him on the team, and as the spring semester arrive, comes around, we'll put him on a basketball scholarship so you can have, you know, because soccer scholarships were limited. Right, so, so that freed if, up some money. That's right. So as long as I reported to soccer, I didn't miss any soccer practices, and then during the fall when our main soccer season was going on, I was full soccer. But then once that ended, I transitioned to basketball. So I was on a four-year scholarship at, at Duke for basketball. My man, <laughs> we got a Duke basketball right. player here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you asked how I got there. That was that was the – I always – I look at myself as someone that, you know, a lot – that was it. The practice I made that women's team was – it was at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday when all my friends were going out and you know they're all you know at, at the yeah. bars partying. And I said I want to go to this basketball game. You just never know when your chance is going to come, and, and if you have an opportunity, you got to just go grab it. That that has been my kind of motto. And then a transition, and I know this. I was a, gr- a very good soccer player in college, but if I didn't have Coach K and watched how he prepared teams, how he uh, led practices, how how every detail mattered, I never would have made it as a professional soccer player. And then fast forward, I never would have made it as a coach. And you asked who, why I got into coaching. I knew the minute I watched Coach K, how he approached everything, that was what I wanted to do. And I wanted to take it from the basketball, you know, what he did in basketball, and bring that to the soccer field. And so that's that was kind of my transition from pro pro, pro player uh, to professional coach. But using man, him as, a, as, a, as an example. That's an awesome story, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, in your story is a lot of downs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd love for you to talk about how overcoming adversity and 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 the bumps and bruises brought you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Just like that loss, mm-hmm. getting you on the basketball team. Right. I mean, what a hell of a rebound. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's uh, – Nothing is ever a linear story, right? We mm-hmm. we talk about you watch the great, you know, the greats, Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, Tom Brady. Every great athlete and every great leader, I think, has you know ups and downs and it's, it's these peaks and valleys. And for me, when I was a coach, you could see it in players, and you could almost see it in the mentalities. The players that that were consistent, you know, could handle the ups and downs. They were always they may not have been as more talented than some of the players, but if mm-hmm. they had a great mentality and could and could maintain that. You could just you could count on them, and that's what I loved as a coach to see players. And I tried to convince players that you know a loss is only is only as bad as you take it, right? You right. Can, how quickly can you move on to the next play? Assess what went wrong. I mean, if you're talking about real soccer or real challenges in a sport, can you assess what was wrong without you know without letting the emotion keep mm-hmm. you down? Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you made a mistake, mm-hmm. you made an error. How do you move from that to the next the next move and so the next game or the next opportunity? So, I think. Being able to internalize, but also not letting it distract you from that next opportunity. And I think about whether it's the next game, whether it was, you know, losing the national championship and then making the basketball team. I think knowing how to assess, 
take what you've learned and really just attack the next opportunity. And you're not sure when it's going to come, but you just got to be ready for it. Now, you answered that question as a coach and a GM. Mm-hmm. Answer it as a president, a business owner. A- answer it from a business perspective. Like, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy getting to where you are, getting the team started. Mm-hmm. Not here in Birmingham. Very difficult. And and I think of that right now and the challenge that we faced um, moving from UA- the UAB soccer stadium to protective. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some real challenges that we had to navigate with um, with the field at UAB and then the multiple t- uses that was being used for the soccer, for the soccer field over there. Mm-hmm. And, and here we had invested a lot as that is our direction, uh, but making a decision that we couldn't continue to go down that road. It was, just, was not going to fit from a schedule. The field wasn't going to work. And we had to make a decision to pivot and move toward uh, playing at protective stadium, which has been a great you know, move, but it wasn't easy. And it wasn't overnight. It took, you know, weeks and weeks and months of, 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 you know, working to a solution with UAB, but then also working to a solution with the BJCC to be able to play on the field. And so that was a lot of work, but you're going down one road and it's not the right road and you got to figure out how do you pivot and get to the right road. President and GM, right? Yep. Would you rather Give up a title and position or add one more? What kind of beast are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. I, when I look at the titles, I look at them as – got to think of how I think of it. And I can, so as a president, that is the, my, the idea of what my role is with the front office. That's yeah. really what I'm doing from just you know, revenue generation, what our ticket sales are, what our sponsorships are, what we're doing in the community, things right. that are really about the front office and, and, the, and the club itself. The general manager role is is you know signing players, working yeah. with the coaching staff, figuring out what you know the direction of the players we want to have on the field. So I would add another title because I love both of those. My man, I, I that's love what both I of those. Hear. I couldn't get rid of yeah. either because I look at the pre- the present <laughs> side is my everyday. Yeah, but the GM is the is the juice. That's yeah. the love. You know, that's what that's what we're doing this for because we we just love working with the players we have and and letting them play in front of a great crowd. How can people follow you on social media? Right. Yeah. Me. So BHM, you know, at BHM Legion is kind of where we're we're at. I do very little on social media. <laughs> yeah, because, you do. I was trying to uh, look at Jay Heaps. <laughs> and you know what? That you was, got like three pictures. It's terrible. Right? <laughs> I, I've been uh, because that's the old coaching me. The, if um. I was. I was actually on Facebook when I was when I was hired as the head coach of New England Revolution. After we lost our first two games, I was quickly off of Facebook. <laughs> Because when you're a coach, you are yeah, front and center, and you don't. Yeah. It was a lot, I'm, and so I, I, I know that was ten years ago, but I'm still slowly coming out of it. So I've not had a Facebook account ever since. I do, uh, you know, I'll, I'll jump on. Uh, like I, I actually am on Twitter a lot. Okay. I, I'm like, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not posting. I'm just reading, and I'm, I'm always kind of following. But I'm not. I'm not so much of a poster. Gotcha. I'm old school. It takes me too long to get a good tweet out there i'm too slow (laughs) well we will definitely follow the legion please do please do the magic city's very own professional soccer team birmingham legion fc is in the middle of another successful season with a playoff push playing home games at protective stadium for more information about the upcoming schedule and to grab tickets that start at just seven dollars head to bhm legion and follow at bhm legion on social media hammer down what is your favorite charity so that's a great question because because we are in the sports world and, and i've been there for a while we've we're 
we're always kind of interacting with, with different charities. One mm-hmm. that I was very near and dear to is it's called American Scores, and, and I sat on the board, and that was up in Boston. And it was just really it was a so- it is a soccer and literacy um, based charity, and and I loved it because it was there's one in D.C., there's one in, in Boston. But what it did was it tied after school programming, so so kids would would, would you know, do poem, do literacy, um, reading, and then it was also uh, soccer based. So you did it around, around soccer. So I, I love that. I sat on that board um, for f- nah, almost three years um, after I retired playing. And then when I moved here, you know, we've, we've as, a, as a club, we, we try to be involved as many chairs as we can. And I just, I love the programs right now. The one that, that we've kind of invested the most in as a family and, and also as a club is probably Boys and Girls Club because mm-hmm. of what they're doing now they're, they're they're you know they're we're bringing them to game we're trying to get them to games we're trying to raise awareness we've, we've brought in some um you know programming for soccer that we can try to bring to to young kids that are going to places after school so for me it's just can we find programming for young you know kids that are just need a place to go play need a place to go do something other than you know get get left behind and so that's that's those are kind of why i think i i really um gravitate toward charities like that Outstanding. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you have to make a donation to the Boys and Girls Club. But they're easy. They're easy. Maybe. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? (laughs) Ooh, I I went to Rickwood Field. That was awesome because I grew up in you know in Boston, so the Fenway Field. Right. So I'm going that one for sure. Okay. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Yeah. That's where our office is, and I love going to come down there. Okay. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy one. Protective That's Stadium. That's an easy one. Crossplex or Legion Field? I'm going Legion Field. We are. I, I love, you know, we played a big game last year there called Legion at Legion, and we're hoping to do that again where Legion – has one or two games a year at Legion Field because yeah. it's it's so historic and it's great to have a name our name matches it so we want to bring that into the history of what right. we're doing as well. I love it. Um, Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I actually will say the zoo because I've whenever we have people come visit we uh, we we all I've been to the zoo probably eight times right yeah. like I'm a member of the zoo because I love Me when, too. People, when people come <laughs> just, it's a great place to go because you it can is. walk around and see it I'm not taking anything away from the Wayne Center but the zoo is just a lot easier when you got younger kids and, you, and they want to get out and run and yeah. burn some energy yeah okay Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park Ooh, um, mm. that is tough. It, it is lost for us when we're doing the uh, the during the um, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fun. A Trox, uh, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. I went there with my kids, so I'm gonna go with that with Sloss. But we've been the Vulcan as well. So okay, fun. Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Ooh, that's a really tough one. I'm gonna say Alabama Theater. Okay. Yep. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Hmm. Well, I would say Birmingham Civil Rights Institute because when we take our team there, we've had it, you know, and we've done our, I don't, we've done this jersey, the Birmingham Legion, and, and it's it's inspired by the you know Birmingham Civil right. Rights Institute. So 
one of my favorite memories is when when our entire team went and walked through and and you know you we're seeing we have players not just from you know the United States but right. we have players from Ghana from you know from from Colombia from all parts of the world so when you talk about the civil rights institute civil rights movement it's amazing to see their reactions yeah. and I, and I, it's one of my favorite parts about you know, being a team from Birmingham in Birmingham, yeah. letting them know what the, what their city's all about is That's one of right. those special moments that that a club can have with their players. That's a good one. Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's tough. I'm going to make How much do I have to do in the charity on this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go charity. $100 for the boys and the girls, girls club. Yay. 400 bucks. That's easy. This next one is going to be a little harder. Okay. Birmingham Stallions or Birmingham Legion? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Legion all the way. That's, that's a tough one. Alabama or Auburn? Oh, Duke. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take that. We'll allow that. Biggie or Tupac? Ooh. Mm. Well, I, now it's funny. I, I was, I, you know, the locker room when I was at Duke was it was only Biggie. Everyone loved Biggie, and and I, but now currently on my I like Tupac for ne- just now for whatever reason the yeah. the, the California feeling is yeah. just something that I like now. So it's a tough one. I'm gonna go with currently Tupac because okay. it's on my playlist now more. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna close it out with Michael Jackson or Prince. <sighs> Man, yeah, I'm gonna go Prince. Okay. I'm going to go Prince. Only because in college, Prince was, we used to, the Duke soccer team, when we win a game, we'd play some Prince. So yeah. That yeah. <laughs> brings back some good That's memories. Right. So, um, this is why we're here. Okay. Let's talk about the Legion. Okay. You guys have had some great seasons. We're getting Winning there. Seasons. We're getting there. You guys have had some great players, some great scoring. Right? Tell us about the Legion. Tell us about the team. What is its chemistry and who are the fire players we mm. should watch? And mm. you know, get us get us excited because we're gonna make sure to get this out to all of our listeners and start getting some people out to the games. That's great. And and so I'll start with this and, and this is something that when when we talk about players on the team the greatest thing that i think that we're that why we're different differentiator why we're different than this squadron and, and the barons is that our players sign professional contracts with the birmingham legion meaning they choose to be here in birmingham they're not lent okay. here they're not on loan here they are they we are a full professional second division professional team so the players on that field they are all playing for for Birmingham, and they've right. all signed contracts to be there. Some of them have homes here. Some of them made this their home for life. Most of them are seasons almost ten months long, so most of them live here year round. Yeah. So when you see them, their blood, sweat, and tears on the field, they're really trying to win for months? Birmingham. Yeah, really? yeah. We go from basically they're here February one until you know almost the end of November. Okay. However long the the playoffs will go, so they you know a lot of them, and we've had you know many of them have you know children here and, mm-hmm. and really start to make this their their, their place and and, and and what I love doing now is bringing people to visit here that are free agents that come here and and and, and really sell them on Birmingham oh, yeah. and now they fall in love with the city and yeah. not just 
playing for the professional team, but they're they're living, you know, living I've never with us. thought about that difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. These players are really investing in the city. That's this right. is home for them. Right. And yeah. so when they do an appearance or they go out in the community, they are really doing it. And so well, that's why I like to tell that story. And then what we've done recently, we've we've opened the field up after the game, so so families <laughs> so can go. Do you see that? And they yeah. go out and they're going to the players, and and I, I'm I'm loving the fans starting to know who each player is because yep. I, that's how I grew up. I grew up, you know, actually more of a Red Sox fan growing up. I knew every player and every game I went to, I wanted to get their autograph. Right. right. And so now we've kind of given that access, and you're seeing these fans. Dying to get, you know, Juan Agudelo, who's our center yeah. for his autograph, or Anderson Asiedo, who's, you know, five foot, barely five feet. He's yeah. not even taller than the kids, but he's, you know, one of our hardest working players. So we we love that interaction. That's part of why we're, you know, why we're why I think there's a special connection right now with our with our players and the fans. Um, but we are, I think, right now we're at this, you know, we're in a probably the most critical stretch of our season right now. We, we okay. play that game on Saturday. We've got this game tomorrow night on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we play Memphis on Saturday away. So if we can win tomorrow, and then and then get a result in Memphis, we can really start climbing this this the, the table, as we say, because we want to get a home playoff game. That right. first one we want to deliver Birmingham because we were, we qualified for last year, but the team that we're playing Pittsburgh there was a COVID incident, so we weren't able to play the game. They had to forfeit, and we had to advance without having that okay. game. So now okay. it's one of those like, hey, we need to get to yeah. this position and fourth fourth seed or higher hosts a playoff game. So we gotcha. gotta get to that. Right now we're in the fourth spot, but you always yeah. want a little bit more room. We're barely there. We need to get some yeah. cushion. Right. So that's what we're you know, you feel us fighting for. And then obviously, you know, the better we get to keep fighting for this, we really think that if we can continue on this run, stay healthy, you know, we can make a good run in the playoffs as well. Have you guys been healthy this year? We have. Okay. We have. We had a little blimp at the beginning of the year with just we were putting the roster together, finalizing some pieces, and and, mm-hmm. and getting. We got a lot of new pieces from last year. We kept a good core, but added some key players. One of them being that Juan Agudelo that I mentioned. Okay. The other one being this player named Enzo Martinez, who's a really good player. Um, and then another player uh, that we really excited about um, is this guy Marlon Santos, who's a Brazilian player. Who, if you see him play, has just got all these. You never. The, my favorite thing to say is that. I don't think he knows exactly what he's going to do. So how does a defender know what he's going to do? <laughs> right. right? And he's quick and he's fast, so he takes off. So we, we've added some really um, key pieces, by, but also building off of some players that we've had here for a while: Matt Van Oakle and and goal. And this, uh, our center backs are Alex Crugnale and and Fanuel Cavita, and then our right back Johnny Dean have been here for you know, almost three or four years. And you the see center that. looks like one of the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or one yeah. of them. What's his name? <laughs> uh, well, we got you got Alex Cragnale and Fanuel Cavita and then Mikey Lopez. The guy think, with the tall one that starts with the beard, he looks like one of the in uh, uh, sync or in something. The, goal, like the, in, the goalie. Oh, Matt Van Oak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he also does a new hairdo every week. Like, he'll, oh, he'll, really? He'll go, he'll go all, you know, <laughs> bleach blonde or shaved. Well, he did, come yeah. to think of it. it he, he did change. Yeah. I do, yeah. And it's so cool watching them come out with the kids. Mm-hmm. What's that about? It, they're called. Those are actually. That's. A, it's called an anthem buddy. And uh-huh. so it's a. It's a big thing in soccer where you walk out for the national anthem and 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 you walk with each each team walks out with a with a player. And, and I'll tell you that was one of during COVID. That was one of the things we had to t- the league and and and, the, and you couldn't do that right. You weren't allowed to do that. And I remember our players didn't feel yeah. right because you know you you kind of have that moment. 
And I remember as a player, I used to love my anthem buddy. Whoever it was, you walk out, someone knew every game, but you have a little interaction with that person and you just find out a little bit about them. It gets you, it eat for me, it used to yeah. ease me out. And I wouldn't be thinking about the pressure of going and playing in front of 20,000. I would just be in that little moment and then you go, oh, okay. And then next thing you know, you're like, ah, it's, it's just a game, right? Because you're with a, you know, a young person who's, who's you know, just so excited yeah. for the experience. Yeah. Well, I, I had to cover the anthem buddies and I got to cover the crazies in the end zone. <laughs> what is what's their name? And they are off the chain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, it's a, the supporters group, right? So you yeah. have Magic State Brigade, and uh, and and so they're. It's a it's it, you know that's they've been following soccer, and they are just nonstop. You probably could, their drums are going. And yep. so, it, it, you know, we are we are actively continuing trying to grow that group and mm-hmm. really make it something you know that that continues to get from you know 100 people to 200 people to 500 people because mm-hmm. if you go watch some of the MLS clubs like Atlanta United or um, you know Nashville like their their supporters groups are just huge and that's all they're doing you know and lead up to the games is, is having great you know barbecues and tailgates and getting ready for the game and that's what we we try to help and try to make sure we help facilitate outstanding well I've, I'm trying to paint a picture for people yep and um, I have really enjoyed coming out to the game. So thank you very much. If you weren't doing this, mm. though, what would it be? Hmm. What, what what was the role, uh, other than basketball star, what's the role in travel? Well, when I decided to come here and become the kind of the start this startup, help start a startup, as I say, um, I, I was still interviewing for coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would I would – I still there's a, a you know a little bit of me that misses being in the yeah. locker room and being you know the everyday coach, um, so I think I, if I wasn't here I'd probably be looking at that. Um, I really enjoyed that, but um, prior to all that, when I was I took a, after I retired playing professional soccer before I got into coaching, I actually worked at Morgan Stanley, which is an investment bank, and okay. so I had you know I had a you know, finance background it was my it was my major, so I really enjoyed that. So. Those are kind of the two, you know, right now with, with Birmingham yeah. Legion, I use both of those. Yeah. But if I were not doing this, maybe I'd go one or the other. I'm not sure. Outstanding. Well, um, I want to thank you for coming. It has just been the utmost pleasure meeting you. Uh, I got to send a uh, huge shout out to Clayton. Yeah. He has just been the man and um, really getting us together. Uh, I want to encourage people to go out and to the games. Where can they find tickets? At, at right up bhmlegion.com is our website. You can connect right from there. You can call in. We have a number uh, that's that's listed on there. I won't go through the number now, but you can call that number, and you can actually we can actually process those tickets online or uh, excuse me on the phone as well. Outstanding. Well, um, what's the head coach's name? Tom Sohn. Can you get him on for me, man? Absolutely. He's a great he's a great interview. He's more stoic. He's a little bit harder. He'd scare the <laughs> heck out of you if you were playing for him if you made a mistake. Yeah. That much. <laughs> well, next time maybe we'll have him be on. Great. He, and he's he's German, so he can speak German. He's got some German history. You know, his parents came from Germany Germany, so he'll speak German every once in a while. So get him to speak German, he'll be all set. I want to thank my new friend, the president and general manager of the Birmingham Legion, Jay Heaps, for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, Our 360 News, 
UrbanHam.com and the Birmingham Legion. Hope you guys enjoy the game Wednesday night. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Birmingham Legion FC. Hammer down.